There's gotta be more to this. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, That's Not Mine, by Anna Kang. Illustrations by Christopher Wayant. Published by Two Lions. That's Not Mine puts the reader in the middle of a bickering match between two creatures that, I don't know, look like bears. They're arguing over who lays claim to a certain chair. Will these two be able to solve their issues? We'll pull up a chair and let's watch this fight play out. We begin on a, I'll just call him a bear, sitting in a chair knitting. He is rather large. A smaller bear then enters the room and claims the bigger bear is sitting in his chair. Why is he bothering the larger bear, who is sitting there peacefully enjoying his knitting time? Does he have a complex about his size? If that's the case, he needs to choose his battles more wisely, because the bigger bear could easily ragdoll him. Another thought, why not be kind and let him use the chair if it really is his chair? Maybe the bigger bear would let him use something of his. But nope, he just marches in there and picks a fight. Is there a backstory we don't know? And the bigger bear has taken advantage of the smaller one for one too many times? Who knows? Well, the big bear refutes the small bear's claims and says it's his. Let the fight begin. The smaller bear's reasoning for it being his chair is, quote, I was sitting in it before. End quote. No receipts showing his purchase. No pictures from his birthday of him with grandma gifting it to him. No, his reasoning is just because he was sitting in it at some point. If that's the case, then hobos are going to start claiming they own park benches everywhere. Again, the bigger bear chimes back and tells him he's sitting in the chair as they speak. And I have to agree, that seems more relevant than just sitting in it at some arbitrary point in time. This little bear seems like a real nuisance, just picking on a guy minding his own business. The bickering continues, and I'm really hoping this goes somewhere, and the author didn't just write a book only on a fight for a chair. Finally, there is a break from the arguing, when the smaller bear gets the idea to bring in another chair. It's a rolly desk chair, not as nice as the high back chair they are fighting over. But, argument settled, they both have chairs, book over, right? Wrong. The small bear starts showing off all the fun stuff he can do in the chair, and the big bear gets jealous, asking him if he can try out the chair. He's being duped. Those chairs are only fun when you're trapped in an office with fellow employees you don't like, and you have to make fun in the day so you don't go insane. Eventually, after some begging, the small bear lets the big bear try the rolly chair and the big bear goes shooting off out of control on it. And while this is happening, the small bear takes back the original chair. For as stupid as I think this small bear is for picking a fight with a bear over twice his size, there is a shred of intelligence there, using the old bait-and-switch move to get the chair he wanted. The big bear crashes and comes back to find the small bear sitting in the original chair. And the fight continues. Spare me. This is getting old. Just what everyone wants to read for an entire book. A fight. No rising or falling action, 
just constant fussing. Well, the big bear, instead of picking up the little bear and removing him from the chair, gets out a big feather. Wonder where the hell he got that. And he tickles the little bear right out of the chair. I guess that's one way to do it. The fighting continues, and they're wrestling all over the chair now. Turns out the big bear is soft as hell, because it looks to be an even match. Eventually the two of them become exhausted from all the screaming and wrestling. They apologize and forget about the chair altogether. And the small bear says, quote, Want to go play? End quote. And the big bear agrees. So after all that, neither of them even care about the chair. There must have been something deeper here that was bothering the two of them. Was the little bear eating all of Big Bear's food? Was Little Bear cheating in their game of risk earlier? Or did Big Bear steal Little Bear's girl? It's Mr. Steely Girl. We will never know. And the story ends on a new character. It looks like a dog wearing a scarf. He comes along to claim the chair as his. Must be some sort of a commune that they live in, because none of these animals look related. And you know fights like this break out in those things all the time. The lesson here is easy. Don't waste your energy on things that don't really matter all that much. The little bear should have used the bait and switch earlier, and that would have solved his problem. But the bickering match got these two dug in on their sides, and each needed to be the winner. Anna's writing, while concise, could have been even shorter. I would say 95% of this book is these two fighting, and we only needed a page or two to get the point. Some of it was humorous, and she did have a fairly clear moral about sharing, so that was commendable. Christopher's pictures were playful and demonstrated the tussling around between the two of them quite well. I just would have liked a little more context in the background so I could know where they were. Overall, I wanted less fighting and more clever ideas from the bears on getting the other one out of the chair. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 2.5. I'll have a taste, push it around, and go back for another bite. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.